welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. I don't know about the rest of the country, but it is absolutely beautiful here in southwest Missouri, and I can't get enough of it. Oh, it absolutely is. And the best part about it is I was just in Vegas this last week. Were you? And it wasn't this nice. It wasn't. Like, it's just, this is incredible. I am all about it. We were driving yesterday from lunch, and I was like, shit, it's nicer here than it was in the flipping desert. In the flipping desert, man. I tell you what. Yeah. Uh, a huge show today. Uh, we're going to get to a lot of news. It's, it's a great time of year here in March where you have basketball, baseball, and football news all going on. So we'll cover a lot of that today. We're also going to get into some of our most exciting players that we like to watch. We're going to get into some Tell the Truth Tuesday. And we also had a listener-submitted idea of conspiracy theories that we believe in. And I'll tell you, that sent me down a rabbit hole last night. <laughs> and, uh, of course, our Tell the Truth Tuesdays, we'll get into that too. But I want to start out here because I'm very excited. 70 degrees today, and I think baseball is going to make its return. You know, I've I read a lot Mr. of this. Positive Vibes. I started to get down on it yesterday. <laughs> I'm Maybe back. you should stay down on it because I was reading all those <laughs> tweets last night, and it's just the call, the whole conversation and tweet thread of like, oh, this guy's left the meeting room, he's going to this side, they're going to that side. Mm-hmm. Just sit in the same fucking room, just figure it out. Yeah, well, I I think what it is is that they're going back to their own separate quarters and they're negotiating. Like, okay, this is what we want to come back and talk about. This is our next offer that we want to do. How much money are we willing to sacrifice here? And then they send that one guy back. It's like, okay, he's going, he's walking back. And it was like, it was, it was like every hour. It's like mm-hmm. Dan, whatever his name was, is walking back to the players. How side. many meetings did they have? And I think I stopped paying attention at about 13 or 14. I, I know that the, one of the last ones I saw was 11, but I stayed up until midnight central time just uh-huh. waiting to hear news and nothing ever happened. I eventually just fell asleep. And, but I, I did see 11 was the last one I saw. So I'm, I'm guessing they probably had a couple more. But I, I think I saw this morning that they met until like two thirty Eastern mm-hmm. time. It's about when I stayed up. <laughs> I couldn't. Say. I'm still again a little bit on Vegas time with the whole situation where like, you stay up late and you wake uh-huh. up early. That's where my mind's at. My body is just still functioning that way. And it's like I gotta, I gotta stop. I've done a pretty good job of resetting myself. I for, I tried to stay up last night and I eventually just fell asleep. And I didn't set an alarm, but I still I woke up at seven thirty today. That must be nice. It, it is. It's a blessing. I actually I curse. woke up two minutes before my alarm today, laughed at myself, hit snooze, and then fell back asleep. Because <laughs> I was like, huh, "This is what we're not about to do." <laughs> yeah, God forbid we get up a little bit early. <laughs> I just need some damn sleep. <laughs> but Major League Baseball and the Players Association they met for sixteen and a half hours yesterday. I don't know who messed up. I know that we'd love to talk about the owners and Rob Manfred. If you have to meet for 16 and a half hours in one day, you fucked up along the way. (laughs) You could have broken this up into two eight-hour days if you just weren't both too stubborn 
to be like, oh, we're not going to meet. And I, I am on the player side for most of these things. Uh, I know Jeff Passan put out a tweet last night that said, um, if you get rid of all the Major League Baseball players and you replace them with the next 1,200 baseball players, the product is going to suffer greatly. But if you take you know all 30 Major League Baseball owners and you replace them with 30 pretty competent business owners, baseball might actually improve. Like You're not going to miss these owners. Yeah. They can be replaced. But the players are the most important part. But I do think that they have some flaws too. I, I, don't, I don't know the exact protocol for this, but I know that they sat and they waited for Major League Baseball to make an offer at it for 42 days. Could the Players Association not be like, hey, here's our first offer. Let's go from here. Yeah. I mean, it didn't feel like they really wanted to negotiate either. So I, I think there's some fault to be had there. But if you're meeting for 16 and a half hours, you've scheduled this wrong. You should have been meeting all along. But thankfully, uh, maybe this deadline did put a little bit of pressure on both sides to be like, hey, we actually we have to do it today. Um, but it was false. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I stayed up until midnight central time. But at 11 central time, midnight eastern, it's like, all right, deadline's passed. Yeah the fuck's going on you guys are still meeting and then they just kind of casually push the deadline to, to two today at five i'll tell you what if you have to push a deadline it's not a deadline did they push it twice then because i thought i saw a tweet last night i can't remember whose uh tweets i was following along with because i didn't follow them and i probably should have done that last night so silly mistake on my end but it was like they're pushing it they're gonna try and stay here until this gets done like there's some there's something to be excited about that they're they're willing to stay right now and at least continue discussions because it's going somewhat well and then it's yeah. just i guess 2 or 3 a.m they're like hey actually uh we're pretty freaking tired yeah i think i saw them. one the the new york uh oh my god yankees owner excuse me i almost want to say knicks for whatever stupid basketball season is where my mind's at the yankees owner's just like hey uh actually i'm done so deuces i'll catch you guys later it was the first owner to leave last night i saw i saw one tweet last night and it said uh both sides are locked in the stadium and like nobody's leaving until they get a done deal yeah but they left. Yeah. <laughs> and just like the deadline. like So once again. It's not a you, deadline. You lie. <laughs> yeah, if you're willing to, like, leave and we'll meet again today. So even this deadline today of, like, 5 p.m., we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. You're getting excited about no, it. No, like, I don't think Your that Your feet are over there bouncing. Like, I bet, like, tonight at 8 p.m., they're still meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so do I think baseball – I think it will happen. I think a lot of strides were made yesterday. I think it will happen today. This could just be me being optimistic about it all. I think it will happen today, but I don't know that that deadline of 5 p.m. Eastern time really matters. At 5.01, they're not going to be like, man, we have one more thing to discuss, but we have to cancel all these games now. <laughs> they're just going to be like, yeah, let's do it. And I, I tell you, we talked about it a, a couple of weeks ago. As soon as this – bargaining agreement is in place it is going to be crazy watching all these free agents sign players start reporting to spring training and throwing and things like that and trades that are going to be made we were talking about mlb the show yesterday they don't have complete rosters <laughs> yeah, like this true. game goes on on sale was like friday or something it comes out this week it does what sorry it's on sale Friday. It's on sale. Easy, Brian Kelly. Okay. Let's talk about the way and I my talk. family. <laughs> uh, who's Freddie Freeman play for, though? <laughs> Is he a Brave? Is he a free agent? Oh, I thought you were quizzing me. I was about to look at the Braves. <laughs> Does he? Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa? Uh, Astros. He's a free agent. False. 
Oh, got my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but what what are you going to do with those players? I don't know. Are they in the free agent? Pool? I think I saw one of the players tweeting. It was like, man, this is going to be nuts. Like, it's going to be cool to open up Twitter and be like, Psh, all these guys are signing with the Dodgers. And it's going to be like, what the hell? Yeah, or, the so, trades that are going to be made. Like Clayton yeah. Kershaw is another guy that's out there that's a free agent. That's going to happen within, like, a week's time. And Do you think they're already working on these deals? They are right? definitely okay. already working on deals, for sure. They just can't sign anything. Um, but, you know, sometimes with these deals, they are in place, but they're not written in ink. So the Braves might have an agreement with Freddie Freeman, but then some other team can swoop in there and start having those backdoor conversations. <laughs> like, hey, wait a second. So I, he could move. And I, I honestly, here's a little sports conspiracy theory. I think that's why we got reports a little while ago. Of they're like, oh, Freddie Freeman could move on. Because I think that he did have an agreement in place with the Braves or was – in good faith negotiating with them. And then another team probably swooped in and was like, wait, you know, we can offer you this money. Like whether it's the Dodgers or the Yankees, somebody yeah. probably got in his ear and gave him a little bit of doubt. I still think and hope that he ends up as a brave, but I wouldn't be you surprised. want to say that as a lifer? I hope so. That would be pretty brave of him to do. <laughs> I do want to see it. And one of the things they did agree on yesterday is a 12-team playoff. I like this. That, this was one of the things that the players were negotiating like against. I like it. I, I Expanded playoffs, I think, is cool. I think I saw Jock Peterson tweet before we hopped on. And it was like, okay, great. Every team's allowed in the playoffs. Everyone gets money and a participation trophy. And I was like, dude, like, come on. Like, <laughs> right. Th- let baseball be fun. You get more teams in the playoffs, see what craziness can happen. And I would think as a player you would want more teams. In yeah, the you would want an opportunity. You're I, having a down year. Mm-hmm. You kind of sneak in. Things are clicking at the right time. Boom, take off. And some of the playoff formats have been rumored to be a little bit wild. Um, like with the 12-team format that – the division winner is obviously going to be automatically in, but some of these wild card teams would have to win three games to advance, and the division winner would have to win two games to advance. So it's it's a pretty weird setup. I at least they're trying. I yeah. guess you know they're not just like hey game seven game series like we always do, or five game series. You're getting a little bit creative. Or there was the rumors of like teams could choose who they get to play, and things like that. Either way, I'm excited. More baseball. I get it. The players don't want to play more games for the same pay, but it's going to happen, and at least it's the playoffs. If you were in the meetings with these negotiations, would you be on the strong end of, like, this is what I want, this is what's going to happen, like, my way of the highway, or is it more of, like, okay, hey, would you be like how we talk here? It's like, actually, let's just find a way to meet in the middle and be cool and leave. Well, Or is it, like, let's go back in time to my divorce. I'm terrible at negotiating. That's very true. <laughs> uh, alarm clock, TV, spatula. Right. It's like, hey, as long as Major League Baseball, they start paying for our bats. We don't have to pay for our own bats. And I'm good. Like, I'll play for whatever. And they're like, okay, you can't be a free agent for 10 years. It's like, but you're still going to pay for the bats, right? Yeah, I'm good. Let's go. I'm a million up. dollars to swing this bat that you're paying for? I have to say, how much of a pay cut? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm paying you how much for me to play baseball now? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah, I'll do that. Let's get on board with that. That's how I would be as an It's kind of where I'm going to have to pick up another job, like just to see if we can work around my schedule. Right. I'm there. <laughs> you know, to pay my bills, I'm going to also have to have a podcast. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely pay you so I can play baseball. That's how that would go. And another thing that we talked about yesterday was Derek Jeter. And what's going on with him? He left. He resigned, stepped down, whatever you want to call it as the CEO of the Marlins. 
which we talked about, yep. never made sense anyway. And now there are already reports that ESPN is eyeing him as a broadcaster, trying to get him in the booth. I know there were rumors of A-Rod doing like a Manning telecast. I wouldn't be surprised if Major League Base or sorry, if ESPN is targeting Derek Jeter to do like a Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez thing, as long as those two can get along, because I, that relationship has been weird for a very long time. When they were both youngsters in Major League Baseball, they were friends, uh, often around each other. Then when they were with the Yankees, there's you know a little bit of a falling out. Things didn't go well, but I would think that if that relationship is good. That is going to be what ESPN wants to do. They want to do Jeter and A-Rod, and honestly, I think I would watch that. I was a little questionable about A-Rod doing it and who he would be with, but if you put Jeter and A-Rod in a booth watching games like that, I'm, I'm in. Sign me up. I'll do it. I'll try it a couple times. That would be very interesting. And that's not something I'd even think was a possibility. So that just kind of throws a whole nother wrinkle into stuff where it's all, oh, ESPN's about to just own everything. The future of ESPN is very bright. I'll tell you one thing that I haven't talked about yet with ESPN that I'm really worried about is Kurt Herbstreet is being targeted by Amazon. I'm not worried about it. ESPN, ESPN knows what they have in old Kurt Herbstreet. That's yeah, but they joke. don't have that I Amazon money. <laughs> no, they got one... that Disney money. <laughs> that ain't hey, Amazon money. You want your money. own freaking part? You want your own ride? You want the Herbstreet experience? <laughs> We'll start building it right now. It's you want Amazon. Herbie Land? Like no one has Amazon money. Disney's got to have Amazon. No, money. it's not even close. What? Not even remotely close. Amazon could buy Disney today and not blink an eye at it. They have that much money. Billions on billions. I of knew, dollars. I knew that, but I assume Disney did too. Ah, uh, I don't think so. I, I mean, like Disney obviously, Disney owns almost every company good. in the world right now. They're they're good. They're they're not struggling for money, but they're nowhere near what Amazon is. Well, now you got me worried, man. I hopefully he stays. I mean, there's no way he's going to leave Fowler. What him and Fowler have is incredible. Yeah, wouldn't you have said that about Troy Aikman a couple weeks ago, though? Like, ah, there's no way he and Joe Buck are going. Well, Joe Buck's coming with him. Separate, yeah, eventually. To ESPN. So oh, then yeah. ESPN is going to have the best NFL analyst. And the best uh, NCAA or the college football analyst I'm, in I, terms of broadcast. I don't want to see Herb Street do NFL games. I don't either. I think he's good at it. But even if you're taking him away and he's doing the Thursday night stuff and he can do ESPN college football too, I think that's too much. And now you're you're spreading him too thin to where you know where he was supposed to be on campus on a Thursday morning talking to players and coaches. Now he's at an NFL stadium. I want Kurt Herbstreet at ESPN doing college game day, doing the primetime Saturday night. He wants to do Monday night games? Sure, whatever. Have a shitty NFL product. I don't care about that. I need him on Saturday (laughs) bringing the A game. If ESPN would have said, hey, you do the primetime Saturday night college football game, and then you do Monday night football, the both of you, Herbstreet and Fowler, Mm -hmm. take my money. That so I'm taking my taking my debit card and I'm slapping it on the table about seven times, handing it to him and say, "Take it." I wonder what they make. I don't think it's very much. I looked it up. How much is it? <laughs> you looked it up. <laughs> I don't know. If, I think it was less than uh, Romo. Oh well, Romo is the peak. He is the top. I know that last uh, this week 
whenever it was, we joked about like, oh, the average broadcaster salary. It feels like it's moving in that direction, but it wasn't. It it, it wasn't there before Romo hit it at seven. Herb Street's at two million, right? His so, annual salary. Uh, so Herb Street is signed by ESPN through twenty twenty two. Shit, this year, his reported <laughs> annual salary is around two million, and celebrity net worth estimates Herb Street net worth around five million. Yeah, so for some of the other stuff, Tony Romo is getting that in three weeks. That's not fair. It's not fair. That's CBS. What the hell have you done? They've really like they've screwed things over for everyone else. Yeah, everyone else. Now these broadcasters are like, hey, Tony, thanks for resetting the market, but at the same time. We're better than you. Exactly. Like he is. This would be like giving Baker Mayfield forty-five million dollars a year. That's the equivalent. Could you imagine of the Tony Romo contract? If Baker would have got the ten-year, five hundred million-dollar deal, we'd, we'd have to give Patrick Mahomes a billion dollars. I <laughs> yeah. say we because I know the fans would have to get involved. The team doesn't have that money. Mm-hmm. It, the crazy thing about with the broadcasters, though, there's there's no salary cap or anything like that. They're just like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Here's all your I money. guess our advertising rates are going up. Uh-huh. Toyota's yeah. like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Big business corporations, they're freaking the fuck out right now. <laughs> How are we supposed to pay this much money? The SEC's like, whew, thank God we got in with ESPN early because they would have really fucked us over. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's crazy to watch. Derek Jeter is how we got here. I do think that he ends up doing something in the media or maybe joins with the Yankees. I don't think that he's going to go to another team and try to do something. I think it's probably the Yankees, or it's probably broadcasting. Um, the, that's that's it for me. I, I don't I don't think that he's a guy who's going to sit out and be like, oh, I'm tired of being in the spotlight either. I think that he's probably clearing the path for an ESPN move that he has already talked about. Do you think he did leave a gift basket though for everybody? Maybe that's what he's known. For. I know you made that joke yesterday, but like that actually be really funny. <laughs> like every player gets a gift basket. Yeah. Here's yeah. a signed autograph. <laughs> right. Um, and another player who I think we have to talk about today, let's transition to some basketball. We are both big Ja Morant fans. What he is doing is absolutely ridiculous, and it just it keeps growing. Like the story keeps growing of Ja Morant and how good he is. Um, he dropped 52 points last night, which in itself is unreal because he's coming off like a 46-point night. On Saturday, and then drops 52 on a Monday night, just a little casual Monday night. But that doesn't even tell the full story of John Morant. Because not only did he drop 52 points, he had an amazing dunk to to start the game that was like starting to go viral. Like, oh my God, look at what John Morant Mm -hmm. did. He had a deep three from like the logo that was also really good. But the buzzer beater that he had with 0.4 seconds left. You get the big man throwing it deep all the way, court length. John Morant catches it with .4 in the air, shoots it, beats the buzzer. It's unreal what he's doing. He's a superstar. I don't know why more people aren't talking about him. I think they will start to this week. But you've seen his star just start to rise and rise to where he was being talked about as most improved player. He's quickly being talked about as an MVP now. Well, I think Allen Iverson's starting to start that trend as well. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, he just hung his jersey on like an MVP trophy and just posted it. Woke up this morning, had like twelve thousand likes. Yeah, just like in a quick post. Everyone's like, "Yep, agree with that one." Thanks, AI. 
And it's like, but it's crazy insane thing is, what this kid is doing. Even like other players in the NBA have already been talking about. It. I think it was the LeBron James Kevin Durant draft where they were talking about like, yeah, this is, he should be an MVP candidate. What he's doing this year, he should be up there. He should be talked about yep. for. But for some reason, like the media is slow to get on board with it. Because you, I, I feel like the media is kind of scared to do it. Like they're scared to young. deem the next guy. It's, I can't even say that though because you know Luca will do something and be like the future of the league. Look at this play, and it's like we got John ja Morant, you know, making this incredible, mm-hmm. you know, full court heave catch and toss up with point four seconds left, drains it, and then just acts like, yeah, I, that's what I do. Right. That's, that's just another casual day at the office for me. Mr. John Morant, that's who I am. It's what I do. What he really reminds me of, and I and I don't want to bring any negativity on his career or anything, like negative juju, what Derrick Rose could have been is yeah. what I see when I watch John Morant. I, I see a lot of Derrick Rose, and I see a lot of Russell Westbrook in him because he's just he's ridiculously athletic, but he's a little so bit undersized. Explosive. Mm-hmm. His ability to jump and accelerate, mm-hmm. it, it's very much Derrick Rose, Russell yep. Westbrook. What I do want to see out of John Moran is I do want to see him develop a little bit more of a shot. I Like yeah. last night went 4-4 four, four from three, and that's dangerous if he's going to be hitting from three. But, uh, you know, we were even talking to Brooks about it last night. I think that he's got a little bit of Kobe Bryant to his game that John Moran does. Really? And, I mean, when guys like Kobe came into the league, they, they really – he couldn't shoot that well. He wasn't known as a good shooter, but he developed that. Yeah. There, even Michael Jordan, too. You see these guys come to the league, and what are they really good at? Getting to the rim. And then they develop a shot. And I want to see that out of John Moran. If he does that, the league is his. Like, if we were looking for the next guy after LeBron already, if John Morant develops a little bit of a jumper, it's his league. But he's going to have to develop a shot. Yeah. Like, even LeBron, obviously, has been very good over his career. He's not like the deadly shooter he's yeah. good at it he's enough that's of another a another guy who really had to develop his shot too mm-hmm. and i've heard him talk about it. he's like i had to take a basket like a basketball goal everywhere i went he's like me and my he's like i brought my trainer with me everywhere i went and we brought a basketball goal so if i was doing any commercial sets or anything when i wasn't doing those i was off to the side shooting baskets so he's like i was always shooting and correcting my form to make sure it was good and now we see him at the end of game situations like we can look you know lean on lebron to hit like a game winning three or a deep shot and be confident in it that's, I guess, where that stupid little left-handed left step comes from where he, like, looks down and then does the step and shoots, and everyone's like, oh, I didn't expect him to do that. We've only seen it 30,000 right. times now. But, like, over time you do develop that. Right. I mean, if he deadly. was still, was he, like, 37 years old? Yeah. And all he could do was get to the rim. He wouldn't be dominating the league like he is now. No, yeah. You He'd can only lower like, your shoulder and go so many yeah, times. 18 points a game, which is nice at 37. He, he wouldn't still be the LeBron that he is if he didn't develop that shot. Yep. And that's where I want to see it with John Morant. And I, I love a lot of the conversations that I've already heard about. Like People are like, man, they drafted Zion over John Morant. Can you imagine? Zion is very good when he's on the court. Best, of, best ability is availability. I don't about. even know if, if uh, Zion wants to be in New Orleans. Like New Orleans could be looking at a situation in a couple of years where – He's not there. I feel like Ja wants to build something in Memphis, and they are. Yeah. They've got a good young team. I think free agents are going to start to want to go there. It seems like a good fit for him, too. Like, went to a small college anyways. Now you go to a small market team. A small market team to a guy that went to a small college could be a huge market team to him. 
You know, yeah. like it's not like you're going from Chicago to New York. It's wherever. Right. Where's Murray State? Murray at? State to Memphis, probably a pretty big move. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where Murray State is. To be honest, with you. I don't either. I don't want to look it what up. State I will. Do you think but... it is? I'm going to say Michigan. Oh. What state do you think? Real quick. Don't look. Kentucky? I already have the answer. It's Kentucky. Yeah, I, I looked it up at the same time. Yeah. You're supposed to guess, but thanks for reading. And it pulled up as soon as you were like, don't look. I was reading Kentucky. So I was just, I was closed my eyes and I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> Open your eyes back up. You've already seen it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, him going to Memphis, maybe it does feel like a big move. Or maybe it's something where they can build around. Two away from Kentucky to Tennessee. Oof. <laughs> big move. Yeah. Now, Memphis is right there on the corner, so it is, it's probably quite a drive. Yeah. Probably quite a drive. You think but, he goes to Arkansas much? Like, oh, I guess I'll just dip no. over here. Uh, no, there's absolutely nothing to do over on that side. Nothing. It's just, <laughs> they grow like rice over there. That's it. What do you do when you live in Memphis and you want to go on a road trip? Where do you go? Nashville. Yeah. I don't, Atlanta's probably not too far away. I just think because like here, Joplin's like, let's take a road trip. We're gonna go to like Kansas City. I would maybe do St. Louis. You would Springfield, and then it's like Memphis. You're already in a big city. Where are you going? I think you'd probably go to bigger cities like Atlanta, New Orleans. But like on a road trip, you drive there. Yeah, I feel like Atlanta's far away. Probably not that far from Memphis. Guess when you put it that way. I mean, it's a road trip. You're I'm still doing, viewing like, it as like a road hours. trip from Memphis, but I'm like in Joplin. So I'm like, Joplin to Atlanta, that's quite a ways, Mellow. Freaking duh. I don't know. I don't really understand your question. To tell you this I guess I don't either. I just, in more <laughs> terms of just like <laughs> when you got nothing else to do in Memphis because you live there and you figured it out, it's like, well, let's go do something. Where are we heading? It's a six hour drive from Memphis to Atlanta. Yeah, that's not that far, I guess. <laughs> you probably go to Mobile, Alabama. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we do have, uh, speaking of road trips, a lot of people are traveling to the Combine. And what's great about these little trips, like the Senior Bowl, the Combine, this is where everybody starts to talk. There's a reason why Kyler Murray's agent on a Monday morning released a statement, how he did. Mm. There's a reason why there's a lot of buzz coming out of NFL reporters right now. And I think one of the most interesting one is I've seen it from multiple people yesterday that a lot of these NFL teams are looking at veteran quarterbacks and not quarterbacks in the draft. And, I mean, these are the quarterback needy teams. It's it, I'll never get used to calling them the commanders, but the commanders, the Bucks, the Saints, the Panthers, the Steelers, all those teams that people have like a quarterback mocked to in the first round, they're rumored to be looking for veteran quarterbacks. And honestly, I'm kind of here for it. It doesn't mean that they won't draft a quarterback in the first yeah. round. But I think that what we're going to see with a lot of these guys is they might get drafted in the first round, but regardless of who they are, they're probably going to have to sit. We're going to see a lot of bridge quarterbacks. And it's nice to see that the NFL is finally smart enough to realize that. It's like, hey, we don't have to draft this kid and then immediately try and make him the franchise. Give him a little bit. Maybe you draft Kenny Pickett. And it's like, hey, we'll give you a couple years to figure stuff out. Well, Truly you know, develop, get used to it. When I was a kid and I first started getting into the NFL draft, that is the way that you did it, is you drafted a guy and you sat him for a year. Like, even going back to Carson Palmer, I feel like he was maybe one of the last ones of, like, okay, we're going to draft him. He's absolutely not playing. And then you would sign a veteran guy to be like, hey, you're going to start this year. You're going to play. And then next year, 
you're either going to hit free agency again or you're going to be our mentor guy. But you don't play your rookie in the first year. We're starting to see more of that now with since Patrick Mahomes. So we're even last year with yeah. Trey Lance, it's like, nope, we're not playing him. It's not going to happen. So I wonder if we will start to see that trend come back. Because Where did that for, stop? There for a couple of years, teams were just like, nope, we're playing our rookie. Like We're throwing them in there. They might not be ready, but we're going to try to get the most out of them yeah. this year, like immediately. And now I think that maybe we're starting to see a trend come back to where you do sit a guy for a year. Like even Malik Willis might be the QB1 this year. I think that he's going to have to sit. And he, he's not a young player either. He was at the Senior Bowl. He's probably 22 years old. Yeah. Kenny Pickett is like 24. I wouldn't be surprised if even he has to sit. And, you know, if teams are going to target these veteran quarterbacks. Might see a lot of trades. I mean, um, I don't think that we'll see Aaron Rodgers get traded. It's a possibility. Deshaun Watson, maybe. Yeah. So that takes out one of these teams. There's still a lot of quarterback needy teams and not a lot of good quarterbacks. So I do think that we're going to see guys like Jameis Winston. There are rumors yesterday that the Saints are probably looking to re-sign him. Which and I don't honestly, think is a bad idea. I don't, I don't either. Yeah. I Are you going to win? Are you going to go to a Super Bowl with him? No. But it's better than putting Taysom Hill out there. I think we can all agree to that now. 100%. <laughs> the one thing that I'm sitting here that just can, it just is blowing my mind right now and everyone's talking about it. And I know – a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting there and I, I tweeted out, you know, if you're the Steelers, like, who do you want as your quarterback? Like, da 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 da. If, like, Deshaun Watson is okay, like, do you want him or do you kind of want to move on to something else where you're getting a young guy? And Matt actually tweeted at me and was like, Mitchell Trubisky. And I thought he was joking. I was just like, ha ha ha, like, whatever. So I just liked to tweet and went on about my day. But now it's like, maybe this guy's serious. Mitchell Trubisky's gaining buzz through the NFL from some of these teams. And there was reports yesterday, like, the Bills loved him. They've loved having him and, they, you know, loved having him around. He's continued to develop, da-da-da-da-da. He has a backup. The guy who doesn't, like, there's no pressure. Josh Allen is the starting quarterback. That Mitchell Trubisky just got to enjoy a year of life in Buffalo. And usually as the most optimistic person in life, maybe that's Mitchell Trubisky, what Mitchell Trubisky just genuinely needed. was just a year to have some fun. Relax and not be stressed or out. to get away from Matt Nagy. Of Chicago. That too. <laughs> that entire situation. And, and so now it's like the deal with now he's going to go be a starter somewhere else. What situation is he going to fall into? And what Mr. Trubisky are we going to get? I'm just not a believer anymore. In him? It's just, no, yeah, it's over. Like he's just so inaccurate. It just you, The fact that like Nagy, I feel like Nagy is going to, I'm still very iffy on Nagy coming back to Kansas City. I don't think I've, I'm fully excited about it. I'm not like fully concerned. I'm just kind of in the middle of like, how is this going to turn out? But I do remember hearing that when Nagy got there, it was like, hey, this dude had to cut his playbook in half, and it had to like literally tell Trubisky, like, pay attention to this side of the field on this freaking play call. And they call the play, and Mitchell Trubisky snaps the ball, and he's supposed to be looking right. Dude looks straight left. And it's like, what? Even are Mitch you Trubisky doing? was a one-year starter at North Carolina, mm-hmm. and so there were a lot of questions with him. But he was thrown in there immediately, and I, it is hard to figure out: was it the coach's fault? Was it the quarterback's fault? Or sometimes it's just both of them are bad. I'm rooting for him, and note that I said rooting for him, to be good. I want to see that redemption story. And, you know, if he can catch on, there are three teams that are interested, at least. That's the Commanders, the Steelers, and the Saints. Those are all three pretty good landing spots. Uh, You know, even the Saints, yes, they lost Sean Payton, but you still have Alvin Kamara, even though he beat somebody up. Maybe you get – 
Michael Thomas back. You still got some pieces on the offensive line, so that could be a good fit. The commanders are – they might be a quarterback away from being good. And I don't know if Mitch Trubisky is that guy, but I've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick make them look good. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they just need someone that can uh, push the ball downfield to Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Steelers, uh, that is a great situation. If you can bring in Mitch Trubisky tr- cheap and he's pretty good, fix your offensive line. You already have a great running back. You have great receivers. You've got a good tight end and a great defense. They might win the NFC or sorry, the AFC North if Mitch Trubisky can just be average yeah i really though because he's not scared to run if he, if he gets back to running the ball and being athletic then that's just another thing to yeah. worry about again mason rudolph's record five four and one he's a winning quarterback for the pittsburgh steelers i think trubisky's probably better than mason rudolph i would agree with that for sure then you know maybe taking a year and learning under brian dable maybe that matured him or you know maybe getting away from Nagy and the bears maybe that helped or one of my favorite things is putting a chip on a guy's shoulder He's drafted number three overall. He's probably coming into the league riding a little high. Oh, then no. he got reset. He got humbled. Number two. Oh, that's right. He'll trade, trade up. <laughs> uh, so maybe trade it up from three to two to get our guy. I swear to God, somebody's coming up to get him. You got to make this move. Give us a third rounder or we're going to draft him. Yeah. Psych. Thanks for the third rounder. They blew it anyway. But maybe that putting that chip on his shoulder would be nice for a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. I am. I'm rooting for him. I don't know if he's going to be good. I'm also kind of surprised that the Giants aren't on this list. Like, if Brian Dable and the Bills loved him so much, I know they came out that the Giants did, and they're like, oh, we love Daniel Jones. We're going to build around him. I think that's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that one. I I would wonder about bringing in Mitch Trubisky to be like, hey, you got a chance to compete for the starting job. I don't know if Brian Dable has been given, like, even that permission, though. Still very early in the process. Yeah. But ownership might be like, hey, you've got to do it with Daniel Jones for one year. It is funny how we've just kind of started to ignore the Giants, and I think that's maybe what the Giants wanted when they said, no, we're going to stick with Daniel Jones. He's going to be our guy. We're going to give him another chance. Yeah, Giants, you can say that. You can say that to the media. The media's like, all right, well, we'll ignore you here. There still very much could be in the running for a Russell Wilson or, you know, a Deshaun Watson. Man, there's just that gut feeling still there that the Giants are like. You will hang on to a take. <laughs> well, and it's not like it's not wanting to just be obnoxiously like, hanging on to it. I just uh-huh. I don't think Daniel Jones is the future of the Giants. Oh, I don't think so either. So it's like if we can go get a guy, let's go get somebody. You have the playmakers. Are they great and fantastic? No. But Saquon Barkley went healthy, very dangerous. Kenny Galladay went healthy, games could be dangerous. Yeah, like it's just there it is, and the defense—it's not anything spectacular, but it's also not god freaking awful. Like that's when the Giants—and I'm not deeming them as a Super Bowl contender in doing this—but that's when the Giants won the Super Bowls, where it was like, hey, like we're just kind of mediocre at about everything we do. We just find a way to win football games. You can get a quarterback that can find ways to win football games, aka Russell Wilson. There you go. It puts you in a situation, especially in that division, to where you can compete. Maybe not at a high level, but also in that division, division, if you can just compete at a medium level, one of you assholes is going to find a way to win. You would think until the <laughs> seven and nine Eagles make the exactly. playoffs. <laughs> right? Uh, but it is. It's combine week, so that it's very exciting. I can't wait to watch these guys finally start to work out. But one of the like underlying exciting things 
is that people in the media, these reporters, these agents, they're starting to meet. And we're already seeing that. I bet something happens tonight. I'm going to Ben Albright vague tweet this thing. Big news is going to happen tonight. I'm going to work out a tweet later. And if you're listening to this, you know that it is just vague word salad bullshit because everybody's meeting and we know it. Something big will happen tonight. I'm going to tweet about it later today and people can see it. That's what's going to happen. And then I had news to go break like two hours later and be like, Melo had it first. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy has great sources. No, he's just been in enough rooms with And NFL you know people. exactly what people are going to think your source is. And you're just going to be like, fuck. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Let's get to some of our sponsors. Miners and Monroe, a great place, a great source for good clothing, too. Visit them online at minersandmonroe.com. Use that code MikedUp10 and save yourself 10% off at checkout. It's spring. Season's changing. The wardrobe has to change, too, fellas. Get over there. Check them out. minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off. Absolutely. Another website you need to visit is gunspot.com. Be sure to visit them for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auction to every single week. And the best part about Gunspot is when you go to check out, there's no hidden fees, so you don't even have to worry about it. A lot of cool stuff on the website. Be sure to go check it out. You want a helicopter? Boom. Might be there. You want a tank? Boom. Might be there. All kind of stuff right there. No reserved auctions, like I said, at Gunspot.com. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure you put yourself and your family in a position. You can do that, or position to protect yourself. And you can do that with Gunspot.com. You got called out for your your ad read on Gunspot. What do you mean? Trying to scare people into buying a gun. I got called out on it? Did I miss it? I seen it. Who? I missed it. This is last night on Twitter. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Oh, that's not called me out. That's just the truth. Also, it's just fun to shoot guns. It really is. If you're good at it. If you're the pew, pew, pew. You know, it's kind of like golf. It's fun to do regardless of if you're good or not. Well, the best with golf is you're you're genuinely. I shouldn't say genuinely. Sometimes your your goal is to hit the ball in a certain direction. With a gun, it's fun to just shoot that bastard in the air. Is that how golf works? <laughs> well, yeah, that's initially what you're trying to do. You see, the thing about football is you want to try to score more points than the other team. You know what I mean, Jim? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right, I I do think it's. I wonder funny. how Tony Romo sounds like calling guns. Like aiming at a target, and you miss. Like, ah, I don't know, Jim. I don't know if we got it. I don't know Can't if we got the ball down there. I, I do think it's fun to do. I would like to do it more often. It is a lot of fun, especially it's a just an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Some people don't get that. They're just like, ah, you're being a douche. No, My ex father in law used cool. to have a black powder gun, and I only got to shoot it a couple times. But I remember the first time I shot it, he had this shit-eating grin on his face like let's watch him shoot this i had no idea what was about to happen it's like yeah like laugh at me i'm clearly going to miss the target it about blew my arm off my shoulder it hurt so bad and then i immediately like pulled the trigger and then realized what was so funny yeah i mean like left a bruise on my shoulder oh 100 up but it was fun you just got to put that shoulder in there and let them know. Spoiler alert, miss the target. <laughs> <laughs> but give me a BB gun and a bird, fucking sniper. Oh, now it's a, I thought it was a pellet gun. Same thing. Nice. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Tell the Truth Tuesday. This one time, I was like 19 years old. I had just moved out of my parents' house. 
And uh, the house I was living in had a mouse problem. Mm-hmm. Man. And, um, you know, go. you do the thing where you set up traps and, like, you try to get rid of them. Yeah. And, like, I don't like hurting animals, so I would even try to set up, like, the As you non- mentioned, shooting birds in your backyard. Except for birds don't count. Birds aren't real. The flies that dies, I got you. But, you know, I'd try to, like, just release them back out in the wild. I even, like, I don't even really kill spiders, even. What? I don't. I don't, like, I'll just let them be. I'm like, hey. The spider will come back. Take your, your, I don't even release them into the wild. I let them stay. What? Mm Mm-hmm. You let spider. What, who are you? I would rather Spider-Man? have a maybe got bit. I'd rather have a spider in my house than like the three flies. Spider's not gonna fuck with me. Fly is gonna. A spider almost killed you. What do you mean a spider's not gonna fuck? One time, <laughs> a bird attacked you one time, and you can't. No, can't multiple even look at times. It. Huh? Multiple, I'm still good with spiders. Even after I survived my spider bite, people thought that like I had a fear of spiders. I would, but I don't. Because people would be like, oh, look, a spider, when there wasn't a spider. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, what do you want me to do? You want me to kill it? What? You want me to step on it? But I'd go to sleep and roll over on it and get bit again. Yeah, I'd be like at meeting at meetings when I was teaching. People were like, spider, trying to scare me or get me to react. Absolutely nothing. I'm good with spiders. That's insane to me. I see a Spider Man. Spider Man? (laughs) (laughs) Mice, though. When I was 19, I, I sat up in the living room, and I was, I was sniping them out. Same gun. I've had the same, same pellet gun slash BB gun since I was, like, 12 years old. <laughs> I probably got it the same time I got the alarm clock. <laughs> but I will. Uh, I'll snipe them out. And I think at, at Gunspot, you can probably buy something more exciting than a BB gun. But I wouldn't recommend sniping out mice or birds with anything you're going to buy there. How many you did know you what? Snipe? I take that back. Strike that. Do take out the birds. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what the law is. You do your thing, girl. Do your thing. <laughs> take them out. But most exciting, uh, there was a lot of talk about John Morant last night, which got me <laughs> thinking about most exciting athletes to watch. And for basketball, I do think that he is the most exciting player in the league to watch right now. I mean, you almost have to keep track of what he's doing on a nightly basis. Yep. Because if you don't, you're going to miss something like last night. I mean, again, there's so many things that you could talk about last night. The 52 points alone on, I think he was 22 of 30 shooting mm-hmm. from the field. That's ridiculous. Or just the buzzer beater. Even if he dropped 22 points but had that buzzer beater, we'd still be talking about it this morning. But, I mean, it's just it's so many different things with him. And he's so good, so exciting. I do think that he needs to be in the conversation of the league is his after LeBron. I don't know, I'm right there with you. I think, I mean, especially with the way he's playing right now. And I hopefully this isn't one of those situations or just stretches where he plays really good and then he just like falls off a cliff. And it's like, well, at least he had, you know, that good solid month of February leading into March. And after that, it just kind of started to crumble because Memphis is on a good run right now. They're, they're looking solid. If he puts it on in the playoffs, they're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If he has a good solid performance in the playoffs, where they advance at least a round, but he's doing well, he's going to be elevated to superstar status. I mean, it's like the way we talk about Devin Booker and, like, Luka. You know what I mean? It's like if you can get here and dominate and be the face of the of your team or the playoffs right here and during this stretch of the series, you're going to be remembered and you're going to be talked about going into next year because you're only going to get better. Yeah. So, I mean, one of my most exciting players to watch in the NBA or just in basketball in general, I guess, is John Murray. Mm-hmm. 
and for me, my first one is Damian Lillard. I've loved this guy since he came in and played for Portland. I, you know, the first opportunity that he had to leave, he was like, actually, I want to stay here. I want to win a championship here. I want to do something that hasn't really been done. We'll see if that holds true. And, I mean, that's probably about to change. And at this point, I don't blame him because it's been so long. But it's the fact that he was so solid about it so early on in his career. And, like, he kind of stayed true to it all the way up until now. Where it's like, this guy's been fun to watch, like, develop. You know, I started following him on Instagram way back when, and he would be, like, in China. He'd be overseas practicing, and it would just be, like, and it's going to sound a little cheesy, but, like, he would post his workouts and stuff, and he would just, like, kind of give you details of what he did and, like, just how hard he was working. I was like, this is awesome. Like, no one else really paid attention to this guy. Like, it was just kind of like, I like him, I like him, I like him. I'm paying attention. Boom, takes off, and then everyone else talks about him. Hits these big game-winning shots. It's game time. I'm like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. I've been a fan of this guy. Now he's dominating. He's playing well, and it's just – I'm like a huge Damian Lillard fan. The only thing I don't have – I don't have anything of his, honestly, but I would love his shoes. I love his shoes. They're so cool. Actually, I have no idea what they look like. Damian Lillard's shoes with Adidas. But you could put a pair of LeBrons right in front of me and be like, whose shoes are these? And I wouldn't know. I actually have a pair of LeBrons that I play basketball in, and I hate them. They hurt my feet so much. Really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe you're flat-footed. Nikes are notoriously bad for flat feet. I have no idea. I would like someone to look at my feet and tell me if I got flat feet or not. I can't tell. I think there's you a little bit an of an arch in my foot, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I have a massive arch. So, like, Nikes are pretty much what I wear exclusively. I'm a little bit of a brand whore, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but especially when it comes to shoes. I think Nikes in the most comfortable shoes. The most comfortable shoe, mm-hmm. like even like Adidas. I don't. I have a pair of Ultra Boost. They're pretty comfortable, but for the most part, in general, Nike is the most comfortable shoe for me. But I, I'm not like a big sneakerhead guy. Yeah, I'm. Really so like some it. of these basketball shoes, I'll tell you the only shoes that you could put in front of me, like player shoes, and I would recognize are the Patrick Mahomes shoes. Really. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I like them. That's odd. I saw just someone else's shoes the other day, and I actually thought they were sick. I think they're like Paul George's or something. I was like, wow. Go ahead, Paul George. I'm still a sucker for the old Jordans, though. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like that's such a generational thing. Because I look at Jordans, I'm like, it's a fucking ugly shoe. Yep. It's got to be And people are just like, that's, man, that's like a Jordan 7. That's sick. I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. stupid. No, there are That's just a matte black shoe with nothing on it. I think you're maybe just looking at the wrong shoe. I know it's not the seven. I don't know which one I'm looking at, but there are some of them, and I'm just like, I don't like it. I don't think he has any just matte black shoes. But there's also, they release them in different colors. Yeah. So it's not just like, here's your only option for that shoe. But the Jordan 1s are iconic. I My favorites are probably the Jordan 11s. I really like those. But you, neither one of us really a sneakerhead. But those, like... The Jordan 11s, I remember him wearing in the playoffs so much. My man, that is a cool-ass shoe. Or maybe that's just like when I was coming into the recognition of like, oh, man, that's a Jordan shoe, and that was the one for me. But the Jordan 11s are, I think that if I could have any shoe, it would be that. But also, I wouldn't buy them because I'm too scared to walk in them. It would be a situation where I bought the shoe, and it would stay in a closet for forever because if I wore a pair of Jordan 11s out, and somebody stepped in them, or if I got, like, some dirt on them, I would actually be very, very upset about it. So I, I couldn't handle being a sneakerhead at all. But they are they're some pretty clean shoes. Uh, as far as these exciting athletes go, baseball going to be back 
very soon, opening day this month, March 31st, speaking that into existence. I think two of the most exciting players in baseball right now are Fernando Tatis Jr., who is, I mean, every time he's up to bat, something exciting is going to happen. Yeah. Maybe he's not the greatest fielder out there, um, which does kind of suck, but I mean, he's got a big arm. I think he plays more in the outfield this year, too, but he's still exciting. On the base paths, crushing home runs. Um, he's not afraid to show that emotion, to do the bat flips. Uh, I think that he's a guy that could maybe be the face of baseball or at least up there as one of the superstars, and Shohei Otani. What he was able to do last year is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. You've made a huge heel turn on him. No, I just can admit when I'm wrong. I didn't make a heel turn on him. I'm not rooting for him. I, I still don't really like him. But you cannot <laughs> deny what he did last year. That's fair. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so you don't like him, but you just respect his game? Yeah. It, it, is that the, is that a fair way to put it? I didn't mean to come off as attacking you. Sorry. I'm, it's, I'm not like anti-Shohei Otani. Yeah. But he's not one of those guys where I'm like, oh, man, I, I love him. But yeah. I know the fact that he can pitch and hit. At a and very successful level. My rants that I went on last year about him is that everybody was like, oh, God, he can hit and he can pitch. But he never did either at a super high level. Yeah. Until last season. Like and his ERA was like seven. But we were like, oh, God, like, this just, guy can pitch. Just pick one. And that, I mean, that was just your tune with uh-huh. it. It was like, just pick one and go be very good at it instead of being average at both. Yeah. And then it was like, well, actually, okay, he's been very good at both. And the way that they've used him is great, too. I mean, it's iconic. I think it's changing the game of baseball. Or at least it could if we ever find some other guys to, to get on his level. But That's the fact really, that he can you know, be your ace and your day one starter, but then on day two he's going to be your DH mm-hmm. is it's phenomenal. And oh. I want to see more of it, I, and I, but I do. I'm a little cautious. I want to see him do it again. That's what I was going to say. It was, like, it was cool to see it all last year. It was really fun, but go do it again. Mm-hmm. For me with baseball, like it's, it's really just Bryce Harper and just watching that dude swing for the fences every time. And when he hits it, that ball is gone. Like, it is freaking mile crushed. And it's just like, there it goes. Yeah. Like those are the type of baseball players I like to watch. Mainly because I grew up getting to watch, you know, Albert Pujols and those guys just crush it all the time. Yeah. And so, like, that's my type of baseball that I find enjoyable. So, I love the high-scoring games and just how fun it is. I really never got into just the excitement of watching a guy dominate on the mound because I felt like it made baseball boring. I get it's impressive. It's a very hard, difficult thing to do. But, like, if I was at a game, I wouldn't find that enjoyable until about mm, the seventh inning. Ooh, have you have you been to a game, though, and watched the pitcher dominate? For about five innings. And then he got into the six and got crushed. And it was like, well, there goes that. Who was the – do you remember the pitcher? Uh, Shields for Kansas City. Okay, I watched Roger Clemens do it, and it was one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. Well, okay. But it's also – I love running the football and – football and you hate it so yeah different strokes for different <laughs> but i i went and watched roger clemens pitch when he was juiced up on steroids and he dominated the royals for like seven eight innings to where they they couldn't hit even if they got a hit it was like man that was a blooper where you just got lucky <laughs> and it was cool because he was throwing 98 99 the whole time the whole time and it, it was exciting but it was also it was a big name pitcher that i wanted to see specifically drove up to watch him pitch. Yeah. And he dominated. So it you're expecting like, that performance and got yeah. it. Yeah. That, that wasn't would just be showing up and like, oh, look at Charlie Morton have a good outing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so it was a little bit different. Yep. Yeah. But, I mean, most exciting players to watch. I, I also really like Bryce Harper. One thing I need to do with baseball this year and I want to, I really want to do is, 
like find more guys outside of the Royals and pay attention to. Because I've really just started dabbling in baseball. Like, well, you did your heavenly. fantasy baseball last year. That helps. That that'll it, get you it involved. Definitely does. And I've been in fantasy baseball for a couple of years, like since college, but I never paid attention to it. I was like, I was drafting guys. Like, I have no idea who the hell this dude is. Doesn't really know who he plays uh-huh. for, who they're playing. So this last year, when I had some success with it, I was paying attention. So like, it kind of brought the excitement into it, and I finished the top of the league. So it's like, <laughs> mess with me now, boys. So I want to keep that going into this year, so I can find some guys like I did, like with the Damian Lillard, where. You find a guy and you kind of quietly root for him and hope for the success and it happens. And it's like, heck yeah, I've been a fan of this guy for a minute now, and now everyone else is paying attention to him too. What about football? Most exciting guys to watch in football for you? I think Patrick Mahomes is probably a no-duh for sure option. But other yeah. than that. I wanted to go like position players. And for me, it's it's really the edge rusher type of guys, but there's not anyone that like I'm a massive fan of right now where it's like, oh, this guy is just – He's like, I dude. love T.J. Watt, but it's not like, man, i got to watch every snap exactly. of what T.J. Watt's doing. Yeah, so for me, once I like really started paying – because I put some thought into this this morning. I, it took me a little bit to put my answers down because like, I wanted to make sure I was genuine with them. I feel like watching A.J. Brown play wide receiver is so much fun for me because he's one of those guys that's just got the stocky build, and he's quick, and there's always one play a game. Kind of like what I would talk about Tyler Lockett a couple years ago. There's like one play a game or a week where it's like, this dude does something spectacular, and you're just waiting for it. Like, even when they played the Chiefs, it was like, all right, we're waiting for A.J. Brown to make a big play. Has that ball that he catches in the corner, the front corner of the end zone and comes down with it, both feet in bounds, and we're all just like, son of a bitch, he did it. He freaking got his feet in bounds. Or he catches the ball and gets smacked and stays upright and walks into the end zone. Or there's where he catches over defender's head and he comes down with it right over him. And it's like, man, A.J. Brown just does it game in and game out. And it's so enjoyable to see his highlights or go back and watch a game and be like, what A.J. Brown do? And he's like, take a slant. And then as you catch it, just get freaking rocked. And you're not the one that falls down. It's like, okay, what are you and DK on, bro? Like, yeah. What is What training sessions are you guys doing? Because it's, you're How different. How bad was Shea Patterson to have <laughs> yeah. those two guys on roster and still be bad? Yeah. We're going to find out in the USFL. Let me know because I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> uh, for me, it's uh, I think a very obvious one is Lamar Jackson. Anytime he touches the ball, something exciting is about to happen. It might be an incompletion, but it's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he might scramble around and then throw the ball away. But, man, for those four seconds where he was running around, it was exciting. Yeah. And if he if he pulls the ball down and does start to run forward, look out. He can score from anywhere on the field, and I don't know that you can say that about any other player in the league, except my, my other guy is Derrick Henry. Yeah. I think those two guys could score from anywhere on the field at any given time. They could be backed up to their own one-yard line, and if they take off, they can still do it. So I, I love watching those dudes run. And with Derrick Henry, the power back of, yeah. man, he might deliver just a jaw-breaking stiff arm right now. <laughs> I love watching that. I cannot get enough of that. Just since Norman flying off the screen. Exactly. Yeah. That with Lamar Jackson, I know we've talked about it before too, with um, going to like an all 22 cam, like it would be so much more enjoyable to see. It would be fun to see that for Lamar Jackson and like watching him dance around and break a guy's ankle and be like, all right, what's he seeing downfield? There's nothing there. And the moment that he tucks it in, it's like, he's gone. Like you're getting to see the 45 yards of green grass in front of him that he's also spotting maybe a millisecond before you. And has taken off. Yeah. That I really hope he's so healthy cool. next year. Huh? I really hope he's healthy. Yeah. Next year. I hope the team stays healthy around him. 
Give me another receiver. Um, Continue to develop as a passer. Any other exciting players you like to watch? Tyreek Hill. Like seeing him catch the ball and then yeah, he's come to a complete stop and watch the dirt kick up. And then by the time the dirt hits the ground that he's kicked up, he's already heading in another direction. Yeah. And obviously he can score very easily too. I think mm-hmm. it's just a little different from the receiver because you're relying on somebody else to get you the ball. Yeah, and it's it's fun watching him do stuff and then see his teammates try to replicate it. And it's like, you're not Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson, run forward. You don't yeah. have to catch the ball, stop, dance around, and go. Tyreek Hill can stop, dance around, and still go get three or four yards after that. Yeah, usually it works out for him. Uh, usually Club 609 will work out for you too. Ooh. And I wanted to mention this on our podcast. I was driving to work this morning, and I was listening to our local sports radio and I heard an advertising advertisement for another restaurant in town that claims to have the best happy hour in town. And I will tell you, that is false advertising. <laughs> Club 609 has the best happy hour in town. It's from fucking 2 o'clock in the afternoon until 8 o'clock at night. And they have two-for-one drink specials. Yep. No one, you, like, you shouldn't even, don't come for the king of happy hour. Don't even mention happy hour in your advertisement because it's not going to be good enough. It's everyone, not going to hold up. Everyone else's happy hour ends at six. Or it's like <laughs> buy one, get one half off. Yeah. It's not buy one, get one for free, which really pisses me off when people are like, oh, BOGO. No, it's not. Unless I'm getting two for the price of one, it's not BOGO. Buy one, get one half off doesn't count. Club 609, <laughs> best happy hour in town. I've been to a few. I've been around. <laughs> Ask about me. Club 609, the best happy hour in Joplin, Missouri. Two for one drink specials and two dollar draft pours. I love it because the best place to get your oil change in town is right here, downtown Loop. You need your tire service? Pfft, downtown Loop. They got you taken care of. You need more than that? Don't worry about it. Those are the two things they do specialize in. But go ahead and visit the website, downtownloop.com, for their full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you're going to need that oil changed and those tire service, especially with this weather in Missouri, because it's going to be warm this week. Who knows? We might get another snowstorm next week. Might need new tires. Get it right here, downtown Loop. We better not. I hope not. I'm I've always said that I have roots here. Wait. I've always said that I have roots here in Joplin, and I won't leave. If we get another snowstorm, my ass is going to be in Texas. I'm so sick of the snow right oh, now. Oh, we're at least due for another snowstorm. It's March. It, March will probably get more of like a thunderstorm. End of March. We're Bro, get we've a- had a snow in May. I remember being in high school and it snowed in May. I think you're high. I swear on my life. I think you looked at a calendar and saw an M. It was March and you're like, fuck, snow in May? No. It was May, dude. I don't believe you. You're going to have to look up the data. I will. To prove it. But March is always in like a lion, out like a lamb. You remember that from elementary? Say that again. In like a lion, out like a lamb, or vice versa. So March is going to come in. It's nice. Beautiful weather. 70 degrees like all week. The end of March is going to be hell, and we're going to get either like hit with another snowstorm or really bad thunderstorms at the end of the month. I'm blowing your mind with this. In yeah, like I didn't know. Like Either the public school system failed you or you failed the public school system. Boom. Historic snowfall for the Ozarks. We're going back to my snow in May. Right here, www.weather.gov. Pretty certified website, wouldn't you say? 
Historic snowfall for the Ozarks, May 3rd, 2013. An unprecedented and early May snowfall occurred across southeastern Kansas and okay, the western Unprecedented Missouri doesn't mean that we can get snow in May. It means it happened one time. In 2013, that's when I was in high school. Uh-huh, but you talk about it like, it, oh, we get snow in May all the time. Like we've had it Wyoming. <laughs> yes, have we? You know what? I jumped off of you know the table I just one say time that I don't want you to. Move. I don't tell people that I can dunk. But yes, it has happened one time. I just, I just, I just said I brought that up because I didn't want you to leave. You said if it snows again, you're going to go to Texas. I don't want you to go to Texas. I don't Texas want you to unroute, huh? Texas is too hot, though. I just had to. I had to tell my truth. Like I, I went there because I got scared. You scared me. <laughs> I'm just sick of winter. I need baseball I back. Too. I need to fire up my grill and get super high in my backyard. I need those things to happen <laughs> in the month of March. And then I will just be reset and I'll be fine. Uh, my Tell the Truth Tuesday, though, let's get to some of those first. I, uh, we're, we are going to be at a bachelor party in like a week and a half. <laughs> we're going to Nashville. We'll be there for a bachelor party. I make moonshine. It's, it's pretty good. I usually make it for like special <laughs> events. It, it's something I don't want to like brag. I hate talking no, about you myself. Definitely, you definitely should, but it's just the fact that's like it's, it's kind of like I'm known for. It. And if there is like a special event, people about you have to make moonshine. One hundred percent. Well, I did that last night. During the process of making it, is that I sample it along the way. I will tell you, I got pretty fucking drunk last night. By sampling it, <laughs> I am so fucked. <laughs> I am actually a little bit concerned about taking it to the bachelor party. It is the strongest moonshine I've ever made. When you you were making videos and sending it to us of you pouring it with music playing. One, thank you so much for that. It was incredible. <laughs> and two, the fact that you ended the last video with I think like dish soap or Clorox, like you were gonna pour it in, and it was just what'd you say? See you on the other side. We're go- we're all go- all going out. Together. <laughs> yeah, we're all going out together. <laughs> and I was like, this freaking guy. But if it would have dropped in there, I would have been like, oh, that's ruined, or it's so toxic it wouldn't have mattered. It'll melt your face off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Melt it, the insides. That's but I am I'm, I'm a little bit weird, so. I got a little bit drunk last night. I did start making videos of me. Make, that was that was along the way. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're going to be at that bachelor party, be careful. Buckle up. <laughs> and I, I even made some for the ladies that are going to be there. I don't think I'm going to let them drink it. Not that like, oh, ladies can't drink as much as guys. The ones that I know that are going to be there, they don't drink as much as us. Yeah. I don't think they should have any. Two sips, two sip max. Like I almost think that I need to uh, water it down or something. Serve it with ice. Serve it with the water too, because I did. I changed up the recipe a little bit. Got a little bit tipsy <laughs> last night along the way. Even to the point, one of our other buddies was like, "Hey, like, what's up? Come out tonight." The reason why I couldn't is because I couldn't drive at that point. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I saw the messages come through. I didn't put that one in the group chat, but I was like. I'd like to go out and have a drink, but I don't want to pay the $20 Uber ride to get to the bar and $20 back. You should have just admitted it. He'd have been like, oh, dude, no worries. Right? So uh, making moonshine, it's going to be strong. Well, here, my first Tell the Truth Tuesday is uh, just almost an embarrassing mistake that I did on an airplane going to Vegas. So I fly out of uh, northwest Arkansas. I get on the plane, and it was just like, you know, I got a three-hour flight ahead of me here. 
I want something to do that's going to occupy my time. I see some other people read. I have like a solitary game on my phone. The other games on my phone, I was like, I'm kind of tired of playing with when I'm on flight. So it's like, maybe I'll just get a book and read it. And I was like, I actually don't want to spend the entire time looking down at my phone. I would rather listen to it. So I go to the books app on my phone, and I was like, what books are available here that I'd be interested in hearing? And the book by Matthew McConaughey, like the Green Lights or whatever book that he wrote, I was like, yeah. oh, this is fucking perfect. I've thought about buying it before, and how about I just go ahead and get the audio version and I can listen to it, hurry up and download it before the plane takes off. $16 is what I spend. Do the face read, double-click, verify it, boom, downloads. Start listening to it. The book's not in English. I bought a $16 audio book in fucking German. And then the plane took off. And I'm just sitting here like, why in the fucking hell is that even being offered to me? I don't have anything on my phone somewhat interested in German, Germany, German books, Can you not German language. The language on it? No, because they're separate study? books. And then I see the next book up was – or the next book down, excuse me. Like I had to scroll up was the English version that Matthew McConaughey reads. But when you start the German book, it begins with Matthew McConaughey's voice, and then it goes into some German dude. And I just start laughing at myself on the plane like, you dumbass. And the guy to my right's like, what's going on? And I'm like, well, one, I wasn't talking to you. Like, you're not the dumbass. Two, I made a mistake and bought a book in German. And he's like, <laughs> oh, that's rough. I'm like, yeah, $16, I'm going to Vegas, already starting with an L. So my plane ride just started with me being super annoyed with myself. That's hilarious. And so now I have the green light book. I can't it's not like I can just give it back and be like, hey, I want my sixteen dollars back. I bought the wrong book. That's not how that works. You I should can't be figure able it to out. do that. You would think you would really think so. Mm-hmm. But no. I gotta if anyone wants to listen to Matthew McConaughey's book Green Lights in German, I got you, boo. I can send it to you as a gift. I think you should. I'm not even gonna buy the actual book now. I'm sick of it. Screw you, Matthew. <laughs> McConaughey. That's that's all, it's the, my fault, but like mm-mm. I'm surprised that's the book you landed on. It was like with the books you might be interested in. I don't know. I also don't know what other books I was going to listen to. (laughs) After you made it through all the picture (laughs) books. (laughs) I've already read all the one treehouse book, or what is it? The uh, magic treehouse books. I can't read. While I travel, like, uh, like oh, I you're about to say, I can't read. It's like, dude, <laughs> right. this guy was a teacher. I yeah, just memorized the ad read uh, <laughs> at the beginning, but I can't do it while I, I travel. It makes me sick. So if I'm driving, I can't read a book or if, even flying. I've tried reading a book there before and it, it makes me sick. I have listened to a lot of audio books before. That's, I like to do it that way. I used to have a commute every morning where I was driving 30 minutes every morning so i would buy audio books mm-hmm. and listen because i mean i'm driving an hour every day or yeah. you know if i have downtime if i'm cleaning if i'm making moonshine i would but now i don't i don't have that commute it takes me like 10 minutes to get to work so i'm not going to listen to 15 minutes of a book every day it would take me a century to finish one yeah but i i do like short stories maybe i ought to get into those mm-hmm. i would recommend those for people who do like to read but like i'm a slow reader i have an internal like voice Same. that i can't turn off so i i do the short stories and they're really good another tell the truth too so for me i used to try and race people reading when i was in school there was a girl that i thought i was smarter than and she would read a page and be like i'm done i'm like fuck i'm midway through oh i'd do that too so i'd be like i'm done I'd like she read. would i would watch her like get to the end i'd just stop reading because i'm like fuck she's way ahead of me <laughs> and right when she got to the bottom I'd be like i'm done 
I wouldn't get that bad. But if it was like, hey, you have to read this, so quietly read about it. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not reading about it. But I would see like the person next to me turn the page. I'm like, guess it's time to turn the page. <laughs> yep. 100%. <laughs> yes, everyone or, you know, everyone in class is like unison turning the page. And it's like, oh, I guess I'm done reading It's this. like a waterfall effect of like, oh, the person in the front turned the page. Next row, next row, next yep. row. That's the shit I would look for when I was teaching too. And I'd call kids out and they'd be like, no, I swear I was reading. I was like, all right, give me a summary of that page. Silence. Oh, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? I would even like start out the year being like telling my students, like, hey, I wasn't a good student. I know the tricks. I know what you guys are going to do. And I'm going to call you out for it. Maybe not publicly, but I'm going to come over to your desk and we're going to have a conversation. I know it. I, I've, I've cheated on like every test that I could. I, I am up to date on the new tactics that you guys are doing. I'm going to find you. I'm William Neeson. <laughs> I, will I have a very special set of skills. <laughs> you're going to take this test. You're going to cheat on it. But I will catch you. <laughs> you have another uh, Tell the Truth Tuesday? I only have one, and that's just a Yeah, um, I do have a couple more. It, real quick, though, if anyone has any short stories that you have listened to or are interested in, send them my way, no matter what they are. I, mean, I have roughly a million. In all kind of topics. I would love that. I would they might scare that. you, though. Huh? They might scare you, though. That's fine at this point. I've manned up enough where I don't care. Right. <laughs> I looked at ghosts in my apartment the other day and said, not you, me. This is my place. Right. And I went to bed and cried. Just uh-huh. kidding, that didn't happen. You probably opened But up my next uh, Tell the Truth Tuesday, uh, went to a, a pretty cool club in Vegas over the weekend. <laughs> and, dude, that music right there got me fucking going. This place has got light strobes. They got air cannons. They got confetti. And this, the DJ just, I don't know his name. I don't, it was just an incredible experience. And it was one of those deals where like I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I thoroughly enjoy this. This is freaking cool. Was it loud? Absolutely. Was the bass beating my chest? Even more so. But it was one of those things where I, as I drank and listened to it, I was like, this is freaking incredible. Just getting to like fist pump, like just a major douchebag right there was incredible. You've got some inner douchebag in you. Man, in moments like that, absolutely, where you're just like, eh, 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 and you just get that, like, and when you get it with the beat, it's fun, and then when you get, like, other, like, your other friends kind of involved with it, too, and the next thing you know, you're all doing it, and you're all just kind of laughing at yourself, because, like, man, we're a bunch of idiots, and then someone's like, I'm not that guy, pal. I hate the DJ. Oh, God, it's just, I usually do, but it was just this moment with, like, the way the music, like, everything was just so top-notch and perfectly, like, executed perfectly. Like, even the, I have videos on my phone I was looking at the other day. Uh, on the way back actually from the plane ride and I was just like that was awesome like I'm so glad I took a video of this so I could remember it because it was like the way it would be dark in there and then it would light up to like a beat drop and then like the cannons would go off and confetti it was like that's incredible was I drunk off my ass 100 percent but I loved it I'm glad you enjoyed it uh, another thing long show today another thing that we got asked for is the conspiracy theories we yep. talk a lot about conspiracy theories and we were asked, what is a conspiracy theory that you actually believe in? And there are a lot that I like to toy around with, but there are not many that I actually believe in. I'm just like, oh, okay, that is – that's cool. That's interesting. I'll learn more about that one. I'll read about that one or I'll listen to a podcast about it. And there were a couple that were submitted by our listeners. So one that I had not heard about was Hollow Earth Theory. And obviously, mm-hmm. by the title, it's a theory that the Earth is hollow. And some people even believe that there's other like civilizations that live under the Earth. 
But after so long, it, it's like it's another earth. That we are the ones in the atmosphere for them. It's pretty wild. I was also pretty drunk when like, I was watching. So we it. like – okay, trying to pause. So if we're the ones in the atmosphere, then like so are we the sky to them? Yeah, or we're like they're aliens. Like what? even for us, we keep trying to go out of our atmosphere to find these other forms of life on these different planets and stuff like that. So for the people with inside the earth, they're trying to get to us. And they're like, oh, my gosh, there might be life on this. On the planet. other side of this? But we are the other planet. Do I believe it? Absolutely so not. That is blowing my mind in a sense, though, because, like, wouldn't they just reach the crust if the earth is hollow? No, because in this theory, there are two, like, wormholes at the poles, the north and the south pole. Oh, shit. That you can travel through. And Maybe. people are always so weirded out about Antarctica and like, oh, what's well, really down there at the South Pole? That's just another theory of like, oh, I that's do why think they don't there's some to... weird shit down there at the South Pole that like we're very unaware of. Well, that's where flat earthers are like, that's the edge of the earth. Yeah, I don't believe I just believe in like the sense that like like government holding stuff like there's a bunch of secret stuff down there because like no one else is down there. Like granted, there's nothing, but there's been so many like reports and stuff like oh, we've seen airplanes go down here. We've seen a lot of ships. Da 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 da. It's kind of one of those deals where it's like, oh. like one of those deals you see in the movies, right? Where it's like, yeah, okay, you fly into a mountain, and it's like this huge laboratory of shit of all this military equipment, and it's just pre- preparation for the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Here's where all the safe haven stuff is. Yeah, well, that leads into one of mine that it's like, eh, I don't know that I believe it, but it's pretty weird, and that's the Denver airport. Yeah, it, like if you just Google the Denver airport. There's all kinds of stuff about like Freemasons and what it was actually built for. Uh, if you do like a sky view of it, people say that it kind of looks like a swastika. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but you can also kind of see what they're talking about. Um, and then all the underground tunnels and there's murals that are super weird. It's an odd place to be. That's the one airport I haven't been in across like the Midwest. I've never had a connecting flight mm-hmm. to or I've flown in. There. I've flown in there once and out of there. Once for a trip. Was it, it odd or did it just feel like another airport? Well, I had already known about it, so I was looking for everything. Nice. So it was like, oh, that's there's that big ass weird mural that they have, and this is really weird. So I was looking for everything. Yeah. But that is that is one that it's a little bit questionable for me that I'm like, maybe there is something going on. Yeah. The one for me is, and I know we've talked about it before, the moon landing. I, I question it. Mm-hmm. You're telling me we just landed on the moon, planted a flag, and then just darted off. And I've never been back. And there's, there's no, it's like, oh, there's nothing up there. It's a fucking moon. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, that's that's a popular one, though, that a lot of people... But I do think maybe there is something up there. They look at the evidence, and there's, like, there, You don't want to go back to the moon and look at the other craters or, like, try and get anything from that or... Just spend like, some time on the dark side of it, or you're just like, nope, rocks and dust. Fuck this, we're out of here. Yeah. It's a little questionable to me. It's a little bit questionable. Like, if I were going to believe one, I could see it. I've I've listened to podcasts that make a really strong case for it, like that it was done in a um, like a Hollywood a studio, set. and like yeah. the flags waving in the wind. Like that is pretty interesting. Do I believe it? No, I think that we probably actually landed on the moon. Well, the one that really got me was like, "Hey, how are we recording?" You know, Aldrin actually stepping on the moon. <laughs> Someone then lied to me. I was like, "Hey, dumbass! They have a camera that came out of the spaceship and recorded them." Yeah. In my mind, I was like, "I didn't know they were smart enough to think of that." Then. <laughs> right. It was like I believe they make I it was happen. that person. <laughs> uh-huh. I believe I was the person that. 
yeah, you and Rob Forrest really nailed me with that one. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I'd never seen a picture of, like, that camera being extended out of the spaceship, to, like, of recording him. It was just like, okay, the person that's recording Buzz, like, clearly was the first one, but he's the one that gets to say the line. It was like, that's kind of horse shit. Mm-hmm. Feel bad for the other guy. Uh, I saw one. Uh... But lesson learned. So it was like, it used to be huge conspiracy theory, but I'm still still a little iffy on it. Because you don't drop a take. Yeah. Like, it will stay with you for forever. And then, like, in two years, if somebody comes out with, like, some new little bit of information, I'm you're going like, to be right back on. I'm going to be like, look at this. Carson Wentz throws a touchdown, you're right back on the but train. I do need to find a way, though, where that happens, where I don't come off as, like, I'm back to being a full believer. It's more of just like, hey, interesting take. I heard about this former take that I used to have. Not as strong on it, but thought it was interesting. How do I, how do I come off on that? I don't know, because you are terrible at it. You say Very things, much so. And it's so definitive. They're like, this, that is what you believe. It's not yes. like, hey, I'm passing around like this rumor that I heard. Like, this is interesting. You say it in a way that it's like, this is what I heard, and I believe it. Yeah, it's like, oh, dude, I saw a TikTok. Tell about, the like, Truth Tuesday. There was one time with uh, a very famous athlete where you thought he might be on cocaine. <laughs> yes. And I was just, and I had even specified in the messages, like, hey, Literally just heard this is like kind of going around the area would probably figured to let you guys know just in case you've heard anything or anything like that. And you guys are like, I can't believe you'd believe that you'd literally believe anything. I was like, did I want to say in that message that I believed it? No. <laughs> yeah. But Mr. Don't drop a take. That is that is so you. It's funny you bring that up because I actually think about it over the weekend. What? That, that don't... rumor that was just like, huh. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, another one, the Mandela effect. This was one that listeners submitted to. That one is, it's just kind of crazy that that we're all on board of like, no, this is how I remember this happening. Yeah. But it actually is false. And like you go to try to look it up on the internet and you can't find anything that backs your opinion. You're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck happened? Like, when did we change the Bernstein Bears or whatever they're like the or spelling? Like the Fruit whatever. Loops box or the spelling uh-huh. of something or the spelling of Chick-fil-A. And it's like. Man, what? that one gets me. Yeah, The Chick-fil-A is a strong one because I vividly remember, like, discovering Chick-fil-A and there not being a K in the spelling of it. Yeah. That's why I have to look up the spelling of Chick-fil-A every time I go to spell it so I don't mess it up. Because <laughs> I don't think there's a K in there. Which is a lot. It's a lot. Somebody tweeted from the Mic'd Up account last night that you should eat a 50-piece. I did see that. In and, honor uh, of John Morant's 50. You know, I finally just got back to eating Chick-fil-A. I actually had it quite a bit in Vegas because there was like an outside restaurant right outside of it our hotel. Fairly cheap. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, it's right. like we, when we went up to the window, the first guy that went, he goes up there because we were all wondering. And he, he literally orders his food and he turns around and he's like, it's the same price as back home. And like everyone started laughing at us. And like four of us in a row after that went and got it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's yeah. $10. You're not going to believe it. And then it was just like the next day. Like, hey, I gotta go get my Jesus time. And they're like, what? And I was like, my Jesus time. Chick fil A. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. I was like, no, nah, man, we're in Sin City. I gotta go get, I gotta at least try and even it out with the old Jesus time. You are like, also. What we did last night, never gonna need drop some a of this. joke guy. Huh? <laughs> you are also never gonna drop a joke guy. That's fucking funny. You've been telling it for two years. Yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> the first time. When do you stop telling funny jokes? <laughs> the first time is like, oh, yeah, your Jesus time. Maybe it's because I'm around you so much. That's exactly it. I hear you tell it to everyone. 
because it's the truth. When I pull in Chick Fil A, you have Chick Fil A. You have to tell everybody in the bar about. It. I'm like, God, he's telling the fucking Jesus <laughs> time joke again. But it's this tell the truth Tuesday. When I go to Chick Fil A, I play Christian music while I'm inside there, in the drive-through for seven minutes. Yeah, I get, well, I get I a Mercy drop, Me and a Casting Crown song in. I heard you drop a GD at a Chick Fil A one time. So. And the food wasn't very good. And that was, that was on me, and I apologize. Huh. Um, a couple other conspiracy theories that huh. I believe in um, is Jesus Christ. Hmm? Not really. <laughs> I like, brother. I, that one could fall under a conspiracy theory. Here's another theory. one for you. There are some people out there that think birds aren't real. Yeah, I, and I wonder if this is like a flat earther one. Yeah. Where some people are like, I just, I'm going to say it to like be funny. I've seen that one a lot with the birds aren't real and like that they only land on power lines because that's their way to recharge. recharge yeah. Which it is it's just stupid. I don't that's not a real one, I hope. I hope I that there's no one out there that actually believes that is true. You think or hope not? I hope not. I think there are but there are a lot of dumb fucking people in this world. <laughs> yeah. I, there are there are people that believe the earth is flat. I thought you were about to be like, there's people that think we didn't land on the moon. <laughs> I was waiting for you to drop that. Right? A, a couple more that I do believe, sports-related ones. Um, the older I get, the more that I believe Michael Jordan was suspended by the NBA. And less about a retirement. That one's gaining more steam. The other one that I am a firm believer in is that the NBA rigs the draft. And that it started back with Patrick, Mahon- uh, Patrick Ewing. And the, the frozen envelope theory, the, the bent corner theory, I 100% believe in that. It's, it's not a mistake that LeBron James ends up in Cleveland. Yeah. That is planned. Or yeah. you know, even with New Orleans a couple of years ago, like, oh, you lost Anthony Davis. It's fine. Here you go. We'll get you Zion Williamson. Or just other pieces like Tim Duncan, I, him ending up with the Spurs, I think, was meant to be. There are just so many instances where it's – it makes too much sense for a player to go to that team. Yeah. It's like you're about to lose a big guy. Here's another one for you. You just lost a guard. Here's mm-hmm. another one. And it's really easy, too, with the NBA. Like, we already kind of know who the top pick in the NBA is going to be. Like, Chet Holmgren's already rumored number one. And this is going to be a, a good NBA draft. But I think that you can start to, like, picture the planning. Like, okay, this guy's going to go there. Number two pick going to go here. Where do you think he'll go? Right now, like, Detroit has the worst pick. Again? But it's a lottery, so like, we'll see yeah. what happens. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA is looking at Detroit and saying, all right, let's reset this. You guys have been down in the dumps for a couple of years. We're going to bring you back up. You got Cade Cunningham. Here's you another big guy to go with it. I am a firm believer the NBA draft is rigged, and I'm not against it. I actually kind of like either. it. Yeah. Like even this year with the Jaguars, like you have a really good left tackle prospect. Let them have the first pick. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. it makes sense. It's good drama. It's good team building. It works. So I'm I am 100% a believer in the NBA draft is rigged and a 100% supporter in the NBA draft is rigged. <laughs> I love it. Can't get enough of it. And it, uh, another one, last one, that is stupid, but I kind of believe it. The Avril Lavigne died years ago and re- was replaced by a body double. There's uh, who else is rumored for that? Paul the, McCartney. Yes, Beatles guy, right? Yep, that yeah. he died in like the '60s or something, and they replaced him. It, it's like a, it's a too big to fail thing. Yeah, with him, with Avril Lavigne, a little different. But like that her, one is like, a, why would you replace her? Right, <laughs> she was a star. I loved her music. Yeah, but th- her difference in personality since like this certain date, 
people have analyzed her face and like, oh, it changed. Like, not much, but here's a little bit of change. Like, the distance between her nose and her lips is different. And could she have had, like, surgery? Like, yeah, but probably not. Like, there's yeah. just too many little small details that are different that I'm kind of like, eh, it makes sense. She also dated the guy from Nickelback, right? So, like, why would she do that? I don't understand why people are so cool with, like, hating Nickelback. I don't either. Actually, There's no – I'll say it here. I like Nickelback. <laughs> I grew up listening to it. I think their shit's good. I don't care that they were put together to be a rock band. It was yeah, pretty I mean, fucking well done. <laughs> you, you just appreciate it. Job. Yeah. And you know what? I like shopping at Kroger's. Not bad. <laughs> I, I Look at this graph. Actually. Still one of the videos. I am also a Nickelback supporter. I, I don't understand why everybody shits on them. Like whatever music you want. But I do think it became trendy and cool to be like, I hate Nickelback. Yeah. To where there are a lot of people who are closet Nickelback fans, but they don't want to say it. Yeah. They don't want to Someone comes up to me on the stream like, I hate Nickelback. But cool. You're wrong. I'll tell you two bands that I absolutely hate that I think should be in the Nickelback tier. One of them is Creed. They're absolutely fucking terrible. And I can remember having that take as a child. And as soon as Nickelback like became unpopular, that was my take of like, wait, you people like Creed, but you're going to shit on Nickelback? <laughs> I hate Creed. And another very popular band that I don't like is Linkin Park. Shit is actually not good. Well, that was the end of the show because I really <laughs> like Nickelback too. Yeah. It's my workout music, man. It's such corny rock though. Fuck hell yeah, but guess what? I know all the words to it. Yeah, do you scream it out too? Yeah. Yeah, RIP, but I don't like your music. That's fair. At the time, it was like, okay, this is kind of cool. In 10 years, I think we're going to have a different... No, I was going to say in 10 years, we'll probably have like a different outlook on Linkin Park. However, since their lead singer passed away, I don't think that it will change. Yeah. But if they were still around and they were still making music, people would be like, man, this actually sucks. Well, like the encore that they did with uh, – Jay-Z. Yeah. Freaking awesome. Yeah. I don't. I don't like it. I don't think really? there's a single Linkin Park song that I like. Like What I've Done? You didn't like that? How's it go? I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> All right. That is it for us today. Uh, we appreciate you guys sticking around for us for a little bit of a long show, hour and a half. Uh, Big Country and I will be back tomorrow right here in the Colin app. The best place to get the podcast is in the Colin app. You can join us live every weekday starting at 10 a.m. And the show just keeps getting longer and longer. So uh, let us know if you like it. I, I looked at the it. clock 30 minutes ago and was like, okay, I guess we're almost done. 30 minutes flies by. I usually just end the show when I get hungry. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to go to lunch. But that's it. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show uh, that pays for my lunch indirectly, Roper Kia. Go in there, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. And also, if you mention us at Mic'd Up, they're going to give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. We do appreciate all you guys. Again, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, big news is going to happen. I'm going to tweet about it later. It's going to be vague, but it's going to be accurate. And everybody's going to be talking about it tomorrow. And so will we right here at 10 a.m.